It's a privilege to stand before my church family this morning. I wanted to share a couple of things with you. I don't know how many of you know this, but I'm married to a three-year-old man. Kind of sounds funny, doesn't it? But approximately three years, nine days, one hour and 45 minutes, my husband, Scott Huber, received life-giving stem cells back into his body. So on June 17th, we celebrated three years of new birth, of new blood. That's because on January 28th, 2013, Scott came out into the great room after showering that morning and he held up his arms and took me a minute and then I noticed that he had an egg-sized mass under his left arm. And for many of you that know me, you know that God wired me weepy, very weepy, um, and immediately I cried. I could only think of the worst. So he scheduled a doctor's appointment, and one thing led to the next. And on February 8th of 2013, my brother Doug, who was very instrumental in scheduling and performing the biopsy, which happened to be on his neck because there was another mass there, he came over that evening and shared the results. Lymphoma was suspected. So cancer rocked our world like it has so many of us here in the congregation or maybe even currently uh, you're going through. I can remember as as if it were yesterday seeing his bandaged neck after the biopsy and we're headed to the pharmacist for some medicine and and we're both crying and thinking, is this a nightmare? We're just going to wake up and everything's going to be great. But it was a nightmare. We just were awake and it was real and it wasn't going to change. Over the next few days, a bone marrow biopsy was done and we awaited the results to confirm what type of lymphoma it was. And in our conversation with the doctor, he kind of mentioned a couple of them and then Scott and I went to lunch and again, those sites and uh, things. I can remember sitting at Chick-fil-A and he's on one side and I'm on the other and We both determined that whatever that one was called didn't sound like the one that we wanted to have. And sure enough, that's the one cancer that Scott was diagnosed with called mantle cell lymphoma. It's a rare and aggressive cancer of the blood. Not so rare that they haven't done a few studies on it, so there was a treatment. So we decided, he decided, this had to be his decision. Um... He went through treatment. Four week-long, aggressive rounds of chemotherapy here in Fort Wayne. And then off to the University of Nebraska for a stem cell transplant. Scott is what you call an autologous donor. They hooked him up to a machine, and when his blood flowed through a certain spot in the machine, it collected those precious stem cells till a future time when he would need those again. It's amazing to me that God gives such brilliance and creativity to people who could even devise a machine like that. The next step was six days of aggressive, I would say super aggressive chemo. This wipes out everything. It takes you to zero. It takes you to death's door. Then on day seven, 
they gave Scott back those precious stem cells. And I can still see the lady carting those. We could see them out our, well, we couldn't see the stem cells, but we could see the building across the street that housed those stem cells. And boy, you didn't want anything to happen to that building or to those stem cells. And so they bring them back and they put those back in your body. And then it's up to your body to start making the right kind of cells that are needed to restore your life, to restore your body, to restore you to health. I can remember the sights and the sounds and the smells and the fears, the anxious moments, tears of watching your loved ones suffer and being so brave. And never, I say this with a clear heart, he never, never once complained. I don't know how, but to say that God was with him, to comfort him and to give him strength. One day, Scott was so sick in recovery that he could not lift his head. And I remember seeing outside a dark thunderstorm truly rolling through the area, some severe weather, and I thought, you know, out there is a storm, but in here is a storm of life versus death. Here's a storm of Satan wanting to discourage and to destroy, but on the other hand, God reminding us that we were not alone, that Scott was not alone. You see, we believe in God. We believe in His Son, Jesus. And we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe God's Word to be true. Church family, that is where it starts, in His Word. For example, Hebrews 13.5 says, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. That means never. And He never left us. That doesn't say life is going to be easy, but take heart. The scripture says in John 16:33, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. It's a promise that whatever we face, we have the promises of God to rest upon. Scott clung to the verse found in Isaiah 41:10. Don't be afraid, I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And you know, I picture it almost like it's a filing cabinet, a big long drawer that we could pull open and pull out blessing after blessing after provision after everything God has done for us. We had things to rest upon because of our past experience. I'm not going to lie and say there might not be a drawer down there that has some things in it I don't understand. But you see, God sees the big picture. All I want, I want to see what what it's going to look like. But I have to trust Him because He gives us just enough light to take the next step. So I ask you, what are you putting your faith in? What are you holding on to? You know, it's easy to get ahead of yourself in life. You think, uh, when Scott came out and told, you know, all this came out, I'm thinking, here's A, I've got him all the way to Z. And God says, Teresa, you start here at A, and you're going to go to step B, and I'm going to be with you. Don't get ahead of yourself. God reminds us to stay in that moment. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He's done. Then, then, 
You see the before, you see the after. Then you will experience God's peace. Isn't his peace incredible? Which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. When we face these difficulties, we want to see so far into the future. But again, God gives us just enough light to take that next step. God's word reminds us in Ephesians 1.11, Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we've received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything, everything, work out according to his plan. I'm going to tell you, rarely does he do it like I would like. And I guess that's okay because his word says that he's working everything out for me. He has my best interest at heart. So when fear comes knocking at your door and my door, and I guarantee it's going to come, we have to decide if we believe that the Lord God is sovereign, creator of everything, ruler of everything, that isn't he enough for what we face Do we believe his word to say that he's going to walk along beside us? I stand here today to tell you that Scott has a clean bill of health. And for this, I'm really thankful. I didn't really, I don't want to go through life without him. We believe that God healed his body. We believe that he allowed the treatments to work. We believe that he's restored his health. And we rest in the fact that when we face future difficulties, whatever they may be, that God will be right there to sustain us and to help us. I recently listened to a devotion from John Piper, and he brought to life Philippians 4.13 for me, just a little different. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And I used to think that that meant God was going to take all this yuck stuff that's happening and he's going to make it just all beautiful, which he he does that. He can do that. But it also means that I can go through the valley. And I may stay in the valley for a while, but I can do it because Christ gives me strength. I can climb the mountain when it's hard because Christ gives me strength. And I can walk life. You and I can walk life together because we believe that God can give us strength. He can give strength to your children, to your grandchildren, whatever they face. Because God has done it time and time again for us. There's no reason he won't do it for you. So I praise him for his faithfulness. I praise him for being healer. I praise him for what he's done. I praise him for salvation. I praise him for the sweet and the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit. I praise him for who he is. He is God. He is Lord. I praise him for being my everything. I praise him for that resurrection power. He is Lord. He is working in all things. And again, he has my best interest at heart all of the time. So as we sing this next song, I ask that you quiet your mind and you focus in on him. And he has a gift he wants to give you. He wants to meet you at your need, in your need right now, whatever that is. He is faithful. He has been and he will always be faithful. <laughs> 